to push record and then you can feel more comfortable. <laughs> right. 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 Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Gentle Parents Unite podcast again for a second week. Second week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, hmm. <laughs> season one season one episode two here we go <laughs> oh, goodness. hi everybody <laughs> i can't even do it now. <laughs> hi everybody and welcome to the gentle parents unite podcast this is vivek patel here with my beautiful best friend and business partner and colleague sujai johnson hello sujai how are you I am absolutely wonderful, Vivek. It's so good, good. to be here today. Yeah, same, same. Um, so we're both super excited about today's uh, today's episode because we have a wonderful guest with us. Today's guest is Britta Ofuri Koregu. Um, Britta is a mom of two young entrepreneurs. Uh, she's also a purposeful parenting coach and the author of the amazing book, Raising Young Entrepreneurs. And uh, we have known each other for a little while and I've been following uh, Britta, I'll talk to you directly. I've been following your work for a while, and I love how empowering your message is. I love how uplifting it is, and I love the um, the no shame, very positive way that you communicate it and communicate it with parents. I find myself, I lose pa patience with parents a lot easier, I think, than you do, and <laughs> I just really love the way you communicate with people, and, uh, and I'm really happy to, that you're uh, you're on the show with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate you. Thank you, Sujai. Thank you, Vivek. Thank you for having me here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. <laughs> That's so awesome. Awesome. And I guess maybe uh, it makes sense for us to start off with you telling us a bit about yourself. Um, I'm, I'm always curious how people uh, fall into the purposeful, gentle, conscious parenting path because it's, you know, it's so outside of society's norms. It's so outside of what we're told is the right way to do things. So it requires quite a mindset shift for us to, to do this work. And I'd just love to, to hear a bit about your, uh, your journey of finding your way. Oh, yes. Well, Vivek, um, yeah, I'm originally from, from Ghana, West Africa. Mm, yeah. And um, I have been living in the UK since 2007. But before then, I, I've moved around the world a fair bit. I've lived in Denmark and I've lived in Australia. There's a little bit about me. Um, however, in terms of uh, of how I grew up, um, mm. uh, when I, I think I, I was about the age of six, I was a real daddy's girl until the age of about six when dad left mom and I because they couldn't uh -huh. stand each other. Uh -huh. um, and being a daddy's girl and, you know, just experiencing his absence with no goodbye, um, you know, that kind of had a very deep impact on me. And I think... Um, his absence as well had an impact on my mum and yeah. I noticed how whenever I was being disciplined by mum I I could feel how her frustration and her anger spilled over onto me mm. so um fast forward to when I had uh, my son who is seven years now called Prince in 2013 um you know, I just knew something had to change, but I didn't quite know why and yeah. what at the time. Yeah. Until he was about three years old and um, he started nursery school, which, what do you call it um, in North America? Is that pre-K? I'm not sure. But when he was three, he started preschool. Right. And um, 
he was having a few struggles at school and we went for a parent-teacher meeting and it was almost like he had been written off. He wasn't being given an opportunity to thrive or to be himself. Uh. So when we came home, when we came home, um, I was quite distraught and I was trying to figure out ways to be able to help him. Yeah. But then I noticed that I was, I think it, it coincided with realizing that I was often quite harsh with him mm. um, and the way he, he was starting to withdraw into himself wasn't the way, um, you know, I would have hoped he would be. Um, so I realized that um, something, need to something needed to change in the way in which I related to him if I was going to get anywhere to help him with the struggles at school. So. Yeah. I discovered that. Uh, so, you know, um, mm -hmm. I'm just intervening a little bit here um, mm -hmm. to add my voice to um, a little bit of solidarity. And I'm listening to you tell this story mm -hmm. and verbatim, almost word for word, the things that you said are mm -hmm. the exact reasons why I also became a gentle parent and um, switched over to this path. Um, very similar situation, school board meeting, you know, um, everybody kind of writing my child off and me wow. sitting, going, how can I get this child like to be okay in the world so that, you know, that he won't be seen as this written off person who has no goodness in him because our children, they're beautiful little people and they're full of magic. And just the thought that they you know, are subpar or less than is, it, it really is an eye opener, isn't it? That's incredible. I, I didn't even know this about your story, but it's amazing to hear that we share mm -hmm. this, this similar experience. So it's exactly ah. to us as well. So I eventually found out that his love language was spending quality time together. Thank you so much for sharing that, Sujai, by the way, I really do appreciate it. Um, oh, my pleasure. I, I uh, was really touched listening to you talk as I'm going, oh, my goodness, it's it's the exact same story. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Amazing. So I I discovered that his love language was um, in spending quality time together. So and he was an early riser. So he would be probably be up at six in the morning. So I'll sneak into his bed, into his room, into his bed, lay next to him and ask him how his night was and what he was looking forward to uh, during the day. And we we'll just spend that quality time together, read him a story if he wanted to mm. and just really spend that quality time with him. Mm. Um, and he just seemed to come alive. He just seemed mm. to just start thriving in, in ways that I hadn't seen before. So very quickly, I started introducing, like uh, learning his alphabets whilst we're laying in his bed. And it wasn't like strictly, it's time to do, you know, it's time to learn your your, your alphabet or do phonics or this, that, and the other. It, I, I just took my time and made sure that we did it according to his pace. Um, so we went on to do, numbers as well and everything and you know by the time he went on into reception I think that's what you might call kindergarten in North America mm. starting to thrive and do brilliantly at school his um his um his social skills as well became amazing he was making friends in the in the neighborhood both young and old 
and he was just basically yeah thriving like I said he was more he became more outgoing and more confident and that's how I realized that you know all this while he just needed me to just acknowledge him and be there for him and treat him gently and just love him unconditionally and just yeah just love him in a way that he understands and that's how I realized also how important where yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Really, I appreciate it. We, we really are one mind. We make we both said that's beautiful at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incredibly beautiful. Thank you. So by the time um, Verity came round, I think Prince was turning mm. four. Verity is three now. Right. I knew exactly what to do. I knew, you know, I was going to be out because obviously um, with Prince, I started my conscious parenting journey. But with Verity, I was already on the journey. Mm. So I kind of, although, you know, this is a journey you never know. You, you don't have the answers to everything, but you, right. you're learning as you go. But I knew I could do certain things differently with Verity right from the start. Yeah. And so Verity dropped into my lap and, you know, I started speaking words of empowerment into her and nice. just in her be herself. Yeah. And you can tell now when you meet Verity that she has been parented gently. And I'm very thankful that my husband came on board as well, because we all had similar kind of childhoods. And um, he, he, I, I, I just absolutely love and adore this man because he, 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 he gets it. And the way he treats Verity is absolutely incredible. Hmm. And so Verity, she, when I think of wholeness, I see her. I see that she epitomizes wholeness and the fact Mm. that she has been treated consciously and gently and parented that way Mm. so that makes my heart really glad yeah (laughs) i love that i love that word wholeness you know um because wholeness uh wholeness doesn't mean perfection wholeness means i think really being yourself you know and wholly yourself (laughs) and i think that's really important i remember you know from the time my kid was two years old probably earlier, but I usually just say two. But from the time my daughter was two years old, I would always tell her, I don't want you to obey me. I don't want you to do what I say. <laughs> I would say what I want you to do is follow your heart. And really, really, and I said, and at two, I would say, and that means that, you know, it's going to be a good thing for you to learn to, to practice listening to your heart and knowing what your, what your truth is and knowing what your body says and knowing what your emotions are telling you. And uh, and whatever that is, I'll always follow it. Absolutely. I added. I added. Um, I would also love it if you trusted me as a guide, because you know I've been around 20, uh, 28 years longer than you, so I have some ideas about things. Mm-hmm. But if I ever ask you to do something and it doesn't feel right, and you tell me, I'll always, I'll always support you in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so obedience was never a value in our home, you know. And in fact, when she says yes to me, I double check to make sure she means it before she does the thing. <laughs> I don't, I don't want an inorganic yes from her and I don't want an inorganic no from her either. You know, I want her organic truth and, uh, and she knows it. She's so fearless with her yes and her no because of that. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that, that you brought that up, Vivek, um, the fearlessness with the yes and the no, um, most mm. of us adults because of the way that we were raised and, um, 
you know, we were told that we had to do things when we didn't want to do them. And um, similarly, you know, told not to do things that we did want to do. And sometimes those things, you know, they certainly wouldn't fit into any big category of what we would consider good or bad behavior. Mm -hmm. And so trying to discern that even as an adult kind of ties you in knots when somebody tells Mm -hmm. you that, you know, the the tone of your voice is too loud or too quiet, (laughs) or um, maybe both, maybe you spoke too loud. This, this is an experience. Excuse me. This is actually a life experience that I have is, you know, I have a very loud voice and it's very aggressive. And so throughout my childhood, people would tell me to quiet down, to talk lower. And so I would try to adjust to that and I would talk too quietly and people couldn't hear me. And so they would say, speak up. What is wrong with you? And <laughs> this thing around my voice it actually tied me in knots because, you know, there's really no good or bad of, mm-hmm. around whether you speak too quiet or too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, however, people will tell you, <clears throat> excuse me again. Mm-hmm. However, people will tell you things like, you know, if you speak too loud, you're going to be annoying. People won't like you. Um, mm-hmm. People think that you're X, Y, Z and all of these other things that people would attach to that when they told me I was being too loud. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke too quietly, They would tell me the same things. People aren't going to like you if they can't hear what you're saying. Um, And so here I am, this person in the middle trying to be likable (laughs) and and had no autonomy over my yes or my no, or even how I carried myself within that. Mm -hmm. And so being myself and following myself and just doing what came naturally to to me, like opening my mouth and allowing the words to come out. with something that I had no personal empowerment around and um, with my own children, they've been parented gently, particularly the younger ones that were lucky enough to get it their entire lifetime. You know, um, they say yes and no, like it's just part of the conversation. They don't hesitate around those things at all. It just organically what comes to them is what they say. And as a 44 year old woman, I still like, I see their comfort with those two words. And I'm like, yes, this is almost worth posting about. It's so comfortable and wonderful. (laughs) And a lot (laughs) of people might not see that super clearly until they recognize how hard it is for them to actually say yes and no without wondering who they're going to hurt with Mm -hmm. making that decision. Wow. And Britta, I love, I love that you talked about um, speaking empowerment uh, to your kids. I'm curious, how do you work with yes and no and empowering your, your kids um, that way in your home, in your home family community? Well, like I say, with, with Prince, <laughs> I don't like to use the expression damage control, but I, I say that to put it into context, the fact that I didn't parent him gently at the start and then yeah. Um, you know, when he was about three or four, then I started right. doing the, the whole conscious parenting journey, whereas right. he walked right into it. Mm. So I just, um, I just encourage them to just, I encourage them in a way that develops their, their inner compass. Mm. Just, you know, it's all about their intuition and what they know is, is right and wrong as well as they see it. 
um, and to not be scared in expressing themselves. I think that's really important because mm. when they worry about whether the yes or no has consequences in a way, mm. then they will hold back to try and please you, right. to say things that will please you. So in our house, um, I say to them that however it is they feel they need to express it. And we'll mm. ask the question, if it's yes, just say yes. If it's no, just say no. So I actually say that to them. Hmm. Like be yourself and say exactly what it is on your mind. Hmm. You know? So I, I, I say it in those words as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. Make it explicit. Explicit. It's that's implicit and ex explicit, the way, you, <laughs> the way you described it just now. <laughs> implicit in the environment and the relationship you foster and explicit because you state it explicitly. I want your truth. Yes. You know, a lot of people will ask us these questions. I personally feel that talking with our children about gentle parenting is actually part of gentle parenting mm -hmm. and really clear about what we're doing. How do you feel about that, Britta? Are you um, like really empowered to talk to your kids about what you're doing as a parent and why oh. you do it? Absolutely. I mean, they stand up for each other. And sometimes when I'm not being very conscious and gentle, because I, you know, my mind is all over the place or whatever, because you know, this journey isn't perfect. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing like perfect anyway. And um, we make mistakes along the way and we try to correct it. But right. there are times when <laughs> I'm not the gentlest or the sweetest. And um, Verity will say, Mommy, I think what you said to Prince was a bit harsh. Mm. Um, and then I'll say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize at all. And Prince, you know, and then I'll reframe whatever it was I said. And it's the same thing as well. Prince stands up for Verity and says, Mommy. I don't think you should be speaking to her like that. And mm. on those occasions when they call me out, they are so right. Because in that moment, I catch myself and I'm like, actually, he's right or she's right. And then mm. I reframe and then try and um, repair whatever it is that um, um, I could have unconsciously damaged. Mm. So, That's yeah. beautiful. Mm. You know, I, I found um, that when my kid calls me out on things, uh, I actually wrote a blog post about this a while back. Mm -hmm. I have found, I have, was it a blog post or a video? I don't remember. But I have found that when my kid calls me out on things, mm -hmm. um, the experience of it is that there's no blame or shame or wrongness when she does it, which I find amazing because I have to work really hard when I, uh, when I want to call someone out or point mm -hmm. something out. I have to work really hard not to have wrongness and shame attached to it because I feel like wrongness and shame is in my nervous system. Mm -hmm. um, but because she's been brought up without wrongness, mm -hmm. uh, when she says something like that uh, to me, oh, I, uh, what I feel from her is mm -hmm. she's saying, dad, I know who you really are. I know the love you're capable of. Mm -hmm. And you're not quite in alignment with what, with your own truth right now. That's mm -hmm. what I feel, which is not a criticism, right? It's, it's, it's actually uplifting. And because uh, I feel like, oh, she, she knows how she knows she she sees me she sees who I really am and she sees my struggle and she's helping me see um, how I might have alignment and uh, and I find that I find that uh, really beautiful because mm -hmm. she's not afraid to, to 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 share her observations with me and the way it comes out I don't feel criticized I feel um, I feel seen. And I'm wondering what you, I'm wondering for both of you, I'm wondering what your uh, experience is like that. Yesterday morning, actually, I did a post on Facebook. Um, I was singing really loudly. Was it on Thursday morning or Friday morning? I think it was yesterday morning. I was singing really loudly. Um, Ronan Keating, when you say nothing at all. And 
Prince was on the computer practicing his spelling list before school and um, I was singing joyfully and it was quite loud waking the whole household up and then he looked at me <laughs> he looked at me with a puzzled look on his face like what's going on here mommy I'm happy you're happy um, but he looked at me again and then he said mommy I'm trying to practice my spelling list and you were singing a little too loudly I'm not trying to shut you down but I'm trying really hard to focus so can you keep it down a bit and he used those words and I said of course son and I was quite proud of him for standing up for himself as well yeah you know because he was trying to focus the poor kid and I was just singing away of course I could have <laughs> gone downstairs and done that but I like it when they're able to speak up for themselves and advocate totally. for themselves you know so totally. then it means they can they can point out injustice wherever it is and they need to practice that at home to be able yeah. to do that outside of the house if they don't have any practice they can't do that for sure one really lovely thing to do with our kids when they do something like that is something I call the follow-up, mm -hmm. is to bring it up again in conversation later on about how much you enjoyed that moment. Okay. Because it really cements for them, because uh, sometimes afterwards, there might be some, because I mean, I think humans in general sometimes think about what, they, what they've done and, mm -hmm. what, and have feelings about it. And it just really helps cement that you value that moment and it helps cement it in, in them too. I love the follow-up. I do follow-ups all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my follow-up, sometimes I'll hold something, I'll hold something for a whole year before I find the right moment to, to bring it in, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it's always, I always key. I have all the compartments for things that I want to bring up, bring up with my kid in my brain and I kind of keep them with me and I wait for the moment and like, oh, this is my moment because then this will you know, create, like this will help foster this, uh, this value and, help her see that I see her this way. And so, yeah, I think the follow-up is a wonderful, uh, a wonderful You know, thing. I think that really ties into, you talk a lot, Vivek, about um, how things that we experience impact our nervous system. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the follow-up is really a good way to um, kind of cement that feeling into the nervous system so that we have that positive reinforcement in our nervous system as opposed to the um, more intense traumatic type triggers and biases that a lot of us carry in our nervous system. And so, right. so we're that much closer to um, experiencing dysregulation within our nervous system. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that point, CJ. I really love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Britta, um, you wrote a book. This was around the time, you know, I'd been, we'd been friends for a while and I'd been following and enjoying your posts. And um, recently you published a book, Empowering Young Entrepreneurs. And that was when I was like, this lady is absolutely amazing. We've got to have her over here on the show. <laughs> oh, bless um, you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I really love that. Personally, you know, I think it was definitely in season one, maybe the third episode, I'm not sure. But um, one of the things that I talked about is empowering kids around money. I mm. think that excluding children, this is something that I actually discovered way early on, probably around 18, <laughs> when I was like, wow, and I'm, I'm kind of being like, I have this new set of expectations that I don't know anything about. Um <laughs> And I'm supposed to adult now and I don't know how to do it. And there's a lot of, there was a lot of judgment, like, you know, you're not doing it right and you're not doing it fast enough and you're not there, like this bear that everybody expects 
kids to just switch over from a school mindset into an adulting mindset, which is, you know, owning things like cars and houses and renting your own places and, um, you know, maintaining the monies and balancing checkbooks and a lot of life skills that we aren't gifted in childhood. And for me, it's been a really big thing because learning how to adult was really, really hard for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, so I just, I'd love to hear a little bit about your book. And I would love to hear a little bit about the ways that you empowered your children around money and why that's important to you. Okay. What are Sorry, these that's a questions? lot of questions. <laughs> it's okay, Suja. I'll try and unpick it. So it didn't start off this way that um, I, I wanted to, uh, you know, like them building little enterprises um, in that way and having little ventures. It, it wasn't the goal at all. But uh, what happened was when I talked, you remember I talked about connecting with Prince and finding out that his love language was in spending quality time together. We we decided to you know find something to do together to um spend more time together and um we decided after doing a few google searches that we were going to do um soap making and then he suggested about putting dinosaurs in them and so the intention at the time was not to actually um create a business the intention was just to connect with him and to do things based on what he was interested in. So we made this soap on a beautiful Saturday, took it to church. And funny enough, coincidentally, the children were doing some hand painting and they needed to wash their hands after, after junior church. And so we had the soap available. Everybody was like, wow, that's such a brilliant idea. This, that and the other, you know, will we be able to order some? Can you make some for us? And that's just how it came about. And I, I said to Prince, you know, this means that you're going to start your very own venture. I'm going to support you all the way through. What do you think about it? And he said, yes, that's a brilliant idea. Uh -huh. We made, <laughs> we made um, a few samples and gave them out to people. And then, you know, from that, we got a few orders. But Prince is a very kind boy and he likes to give a lot of his products out as gifts to people. Mm. I was <laughs> actually explaining to Vivek uh, before we started the podcast that we're actually doing, um, uh, he wants to give a Christmas gift to each of his friends in class. So we're making 30 soaps at the moment with all sorts, um, all sorts of Christmassy, Christmassy gifts within, within the soaps. One of my one-liners is artificial scarcity doesn't teach respect for money. And a lot of the time people think, oh, you have to make, make kids work for it. And, and then the whole allowance thing um, is teaching them money. Um, but I find a lot of the time the way that parents work with money, like with a lot of things, uh, ends up building a, a negative association with money, ends up building a negative association with um, with uh, finances and with work and all that stuff. And then uh, what happens is it becomes a drag. It doesn't become a joy. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I certainly have that sense of it being a drag in me. And I didn't want to pass that on to my kid. Um, but I, I know I didn't do a great job on that because that was one of my issues that I was maybe less aware of and less 
conscious off and and still something I think that that I I, uh, I, I fight uh, I fight with on a, a lot and so you know I'm I'm aware that that's one of the things I did less effectively than I could have mm-hmm. and uh, and that's one of the reasons I'm really enjoying uh, enjoying your your posts and your philosophy and I'm going through your book because it's it's not a drag the way you present it <laughs> and oh, and uh, and it's really connected and uplifting and so I I think I'd like to hear. I, I'd like to hear about that. Like, how do you frame it uh, to your kids and to adults in a way um, that it's uh, in, in, entrepreneurship is empowering and uh, and enjoyable? Okay, so I I believe that to be able to enjoy what it is you're doing as a source of income, um, mm. it has to be based on your interest. You have to genuinely love what it is you're doing, and then it will be effortless of course business isn't easy um but when you truly enjoy it and it's based on you know your unique interest that's how I frame it usually then it's enjoyable rather than it being feeling like it's being forced upon you Mm. so when Prince came up with the dinosaur idea for instance I was thinking dinosaurs how can we put dinosaurs in soaps but then we did the research together so it's like a whole journey from point A to point B or C or D, you know, um, however long it's it's going to take. But I'll give, I think I'll give an example of Verity's as well, and that will make sense. I yeah. walked into the room one day, Verity had um, my dangling earrings in her hair. Um, and I looked at her and I'm thinking, ooh. Baby girl, what's going on here? She had gotten into my jewelry box and she had it dangling everywhere. Yeah, um, I wasn't smart enough to put it away and I put it right back there again. And another time I found her in it again, with my dangling earrings in her hair. So I was thinking, oh, she probably might want some hair accessories because she didn't attempt to hang the earrings on her ears. She right. attempted to put them in her hair. Amazing. So, and I noticed as well that she loves very colorful things, colorful African fabric. So then I kind of thought, right, what could we make out of this? If this is, you seem to have an interest in this, what what can we create? So we went onto YouTube and I discovered how to make hair accessories. So we merged the two, found some colorful African fabric and made some hair accessories and we'll sit together and I'll, I'll cut out you know, the hair bows and all of that, I and them. And, you know, whilst I'm making them, we're sitting together chatting. I've got photos of her sitting with me doing all of that. Mm-hmm. She's really like it. And then the end product, you know, will be a beautiful bow in her hair. And she'll be so proud of it and showing it off to daddy. And we'll go out and people will say, wow, this is lovely. Can, you know, where, where did you buy it from? We say, we made it ourselves. Can you make ah. it come for us? Ah. And it was kind of similar to Prince's where people actually approached us. Right. And so this is really lovely. So for the second time round, I thought this is actually a possibility to build an enterprise based on your child's unique interest is an absolute possibility. It's about trying to figure out what need you can fulfill with what you have. So fast forward with Verity's um, venture as well. It was her birthday and we got her a beautiful black dog. Uh, Britta, I'm interrupting your story just for a second. Mm -hmm. I love what you just said, what need you can fulfill. That just touched me. 
I really okay. appreciate you saying that. You went, you went on quick and I was like, wait, that sounds really important. But, <laughs> but I, I just want, I just wanted to highlight that. That's really great. I love that. I love thinking in that terms. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Oh, thank you. Do you want me to go back to that yeah. again? And, uh, no, no. You flow with what that. feels natural, but I wanted to highlight it. Um, okay. Okay. Wonderful. I think we'll probably circle back to it anyway. So. Okay. Okay, yeah. wonderful. So not long afterwards, um, it was her second birthday and um, we got her this beautiful black doll for her for her birthday. And she absolutely mm. loved it and she would carry it everywhere oh. and um, telling everybody about it. And then she would put the hair access, some of the hair accessories we've made <laughs> in the doll's hair and she'd be showing it off to everybody. And she called the doll Baby Verity. She called it that herself. Right. Right. And the doll with, you know, Verity's dolls now that she sells, they're called the baby Verity dolls. So she named it. So it wasn't like I came up with it and all of that. It was all her. It was whatever right. she said. I'm thinking, how can we put it in and, you know, merge it with your brand? Huh. And <laughs> so you know, um, I'm yeah. just so incredibly impressed, you know, um, here you just said, um, you know, you're matching that with her brand and you're um with complete and total respect for mm. your four-year-old four she's uh three now but she was two at the time when she called it baby verity <laughs> right and, and you know so much respect for the business and the brand that your three-year-old daughter is building is it, it brings tears to my eyes that a Aww. child can be treated with that much respect at such a young age that they can be seen as a business person and um, have a supportive secretary who knows how to run an office. <laughs> Thank you, Sajoy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm her personal assistant. I, I cook it. and clean for her and I do the books for her as well. I'm her personal, <laughs> her personal assistant. <laughs> I absolutely you. have tears in my eyes because you are truly the most empowering person I've ever had the pleasure of talking to and it um That's it makes my say. own parenting right now because I'm ready to you know <laughs> I'm ready to build my own children's businesses <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing let us know when you're ready we can see what we can do help out with and everything so it's a really kind thing for you to say you I, I absolutely love what you do as well and I I, I look up to you with the things you share and all of that touches me deeply. So thank you for saying that. It, the, the feeling is mutual. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just jumping in on what Sujai said. We, we, uh, I'm sitting here thinking, how can I empower my kid to do with her <laughs> interest? I mean, that's all I, that's all I think about, but now I'm like, I'm on another level. How am I going to do this? And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to PM Britta later and ask her for some oh. advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you whenever you're ready. Whenever yeah, you're, you're ready. Thank so, you. I'm, you know, I'm going to take you up on that. Okay. <laughs> you're inspiring both of us so much. With your children, absolutely. Um, I've seen some of the posts that mm. have the merchandise that we're talking about, and mm. we're talking about very beautiful, high quality merchandise. And mm. um, I know that Britta's got orders going out for Christmas, and um, there's really some lovely stuff that her children are selling right now so the merchandise that we're talking about is actually for sale where could our listeners go to find that oh thank you for that question sujai um prince has an etsy shop 
um, Etsy is an online selling platform where you you know you can find handmade products and Princess Soaps can be found um, in his Etsy shop. I can give you the link later to that, but his his um, online shop is called Plush Play Soap by Prince. And Verity's uh, Etsy shop as well, hers is called My Beautiful Identity by Verity. Mm. Um, because everything we do is centered on her love for uh, bright African fabrics and trying to you know, with everything that's been happening as well regarding race and all of that to promote um, black dolls and everything to do with, um, to basically share the beauty of Africa um, through Verity's brand. So I was gonna make another point as well regarding Verity's doll. My best friend is Caucasian and she told me, during, it was during this period um, of time where um, Verity got her doll, she said she's gone to our local shops in our neighborhood and couldn't find any black dolls. So she thinks this is a really great opportunity for us to share what it is uh, we have. So Verity had a spare doll and we gave it to my best friend's daughter who happens to be Verity's best friend daughter, Verity's mm. uh, best friend as well. Yes, Get it was a, a great opportunity to, to share Verity's love for her baby Verity doll. And we decided it was, um, yeah an opportunity to get some more stock and you know her first Verity's first customer was from Sweden and then the next customer was from America who purchased three dolls from from Verity so that's how the business kind of evolved Wonderful. and um, it's been amazing the the new product we have now is something she calls a treasure bag it's simply because she loves to get my bags and then put all her treasures in it like um whatever it is whatever it is that kids love her yes. a piece of a a piece of i don't know half eaten pie or <laughs> some lego or whatever it is she's playing with um and then i said to her do you think you know we should we should create a bag for you that you'd love to put your stuff in and she said yes and we we talked about what we would call it the fact that she puts her treasures in it and she she called it the treasure bag. So again, it was all based on how she felt about the product. And um, this treasure bag has um, an African map and a heart ornament on the zip, which is something unique we created. And she absolutely loves it. And she's done her own videos promoting the product. So it's just things like that. Knowing that her voice matters, it, you know, it's building her confidence and expressing herself and sharing what it is she has. So I absolutely love it. In terms of finances as well, um, you know, there's a little thing we do with Prince where we say, you know, you take the initiative and look around the house and see if we don't believe in pocket money. I used to do that a long time ago, but we don't, um, I, we don't think it was a conscious way of teaching children about money. Right. In terms of creativity, we say, look around the house. What do you think you can do to help out with? And how much do you want to charge us for it? <laughs> and then he'll come to us and say, oh, I think that will cost a pound or two pounds. <laughs> and then he's all right, there you go then. So it was also teaching him about money and the fact that he can negotiate. Right. Um, you know, he can negotiate for things as well. So there's so many facets to it. But for me, the ultimate thing is to make sure that it's not forced upon your child. Mm. The fact that they actively participate in this, the fact that it is based on their true essence 
and their unique interests and that's what will make it thrive and the values as well that they're learning we're all learning from this is incredible there's so much I have learned from this whole experience Mm, Um, um, during the pandemic when hand sanitizers were in short supply and actually quite scarce we managed to source um a small stock of hand sanitizers and we created products out of them we made small bottles of hand sanitizers and donated them to prince's school and Mm. some communities um within our city that were a a bit deprived and it's about making an impact with the ventures so um i am that that is my number one priority the fact that they make a positive impact Mm. and help so many people through their enterprises and that has happened with both Prince and Verity's enterprises. Hmm. I love it because you're teaching you're teaching values without forcing them Mm. you're teaching them experientially and you're teaching them by living them. Thank you. Yeah that's that's um, that's so beautiful because you know and this is actually something I wanted to ask you about um, Britta because one of the most common questions that Sujai and I get, so it's like Sujai and I, we um, admin a, a, a big Facebook group called Gentle Parents Unite, yes. as you know, and, um, and Sujai is the founder of it. Mm-hmm. And we have a beautiful admin team of powerful, wise, incredibly deep um, people on it that, mm-hmm. and very diverse group, probably the most diverse group I've ever been a part of. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> Sujai. I'm such an admirer of Sujai. I mean, we're friends, but I admire the, the crap out of her because she's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. And all of this, um, all of this has come from 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 her. She's the she's the seed of all of it, you know. And uh, and I love it. And I just hang off her coattails. I, I wanted to jump back in and talk a little bit about how you know one thing that might make our listeners a little bit nervous is when really young kids are bringing in money and then they have money that's theirs and access to all of this money and how do you manage that money (laughs) in that way that's uh, empowering and um, you know help them to um, see the the different uses and values and all of that side of money. They do have money jars um, where we put some money in for savings, for instance. And um, because they're they're still quite young, seven and three, (laughs) although they have ventures based on their unique interests and all of that. When it comes to money, there's a whole lot of explaining that needs to go into that for for. like I, I mentioned earlier, Prince likes to give his stuff out for free. <laughs> and that's right, fine with yeah. me for now. <laughs> he likes to give, he, we're making 30 soaps for his class now. He likes to do things like that. He actually got a certificate for being, uh, for kindness a few weeks ago. He's just a kind boy. Mm. But he's explaining to him as well that he is, he's in business to make, um, to make a profit whilst impacting people. So we have jars where we'll put a percentage for savings and he will actually physically see it, um, you know, and that I've spoken to them about having bank accounts as well. So they have a bank account where we put these monies into, but then they've got physical jars where they can see that the money is going in there and they've made a sale and the money is going in there. And then at the end of a period of time, I will do the accounts and see what we're going to reinvest. So I am also learning as we go. 
Mm. I am not a businesswoman, but I'm just trying to do the things as consciously as possible with so much transparency so they see what goes on and the fact that they have made a sale this money is theirs but part of it is the profit and all of that about explaining all of that to them but I think Um, yes so good so (laughs) good that's exactly what I was hoping to hear (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that really empowers kids those are those are tools throughout a lifetime that you know um that adulting will come easy. <laughs> it's just, you know, part of what they do. And um, geez, by the time they reach adulthood, um, their success levels are going to be phenomenal. Um, oh, fingers crossed. Thank you for speaking so much life and power into them. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Absolutely exciting. Sujai. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious, I want to say. Why? It was. It was. You don't even know why it's funny, because I guess you had stepped away and you didn't hear the last few minutes. Yeah. Is this true? Yeah. <laughs> you were totally right, Britta. You were totally right. I stand corrected. That was so funny because we were talking about you the whole time, <laughs> and you totally interrupted me in the middle of a question. That was yeah. Great. <laughs> Vivek was talking about how he's hanging off your coat and he absolutely loves you and all of that, but you you yes, weren't there um, to hear it. Uh, that was a great moment my sister showed up and uh, i i muted it and said hello to her for a minute and i love it i'm actually not going to edit any of this out i love it so much (laughs) i I love it i just want i just i think it'll be fun for people to hear how this happened because it was so so good because i remember my question i'm going to go back to it because it's a a good one okay um but that was so fun that was really fun I love it. I'm still laughing. It's hard for me to go back to the podcast. I'm still laughing, but I'm in the middle of this like deep emotional moment. And Sujai's like, so here's my question. <laughs> Forget what you have to say. Well, when I Forget stepped away, we were talking about the money and spending the money. I know. And that was- <laughs> I know. And we had gone on to a totally different thing. And, and, and what I, and I just want to, and I want to, I'm totally jumping topics here for just a second. I just want to draw attention to the fact. Like, I mean, what my response was, I just, I just loved it. And I was laughing and I enjoyed it and I'm back and I'm going to go on to my question. Nobody was hurt, no harm. It was all joy and we all love each other. Mm-hmm. And you, and forgive me for, 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 for completely jumping topics, but you can't teach that level of interacting with something like interrupting um, <clears throat> by saying, <laughs> put your hand on my leg and wait for me to turn to you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't, I'm being, I'm compl- I've been doing a lot of writing and talking about interrupting lately. And this is just this whole conversation. We've been interrupting each other constantly mm-hmm. and it's been beautiful and exciting and, and full of insights. You know, I mean, if you have an insight when I'm saying something, I want you to stop me and say, yeah, let me just say this. And then mm-hmm. I think, um, I think that when we try and teach our kids through, uh, you know, through, through enforced rules like that, we miss being able to teach them the subtleties. Mm. And, uh, and that's why I love um, this path so much mm. is because we're, we're getting into the more human subtleties of something. Interrupting is not interrupting. Interrupting is the, tuning into the flow of a conversation, tuning into everybody's emotional, relational, and content needs during a conversation mm. and, trying to ha- and trying to have a positive impact. So sometimes mm. the best thing we can do is, is jump in with an insight because the other person goes, oh my gosh, yes, I didn't think of that. That makes me think of this. And then everybody's like uplifted from it. And it's like mm. a divine interruption. Mm. And I want my kid to be able to discern that from a less divine <laughs> interruption <laughs> where it's just about trying to get, you know, trying to push my agenda or something. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I think this is exactly this actually is a great um, uh, segue into that that question, <laughs> where where I was talking about we have sixty six almost sixty seven thousand people in this group, mm-hmm. um, and when I joined it was eleven thousand. So that's like a wow. that's like fifty more than that's like fifty fifty thousand people that have joined since I joined. Them. That's a lot of people. That's mm-hmm. a big group. And mm-hmm. so what that to me one of the values of that is being able to watch the patterns. Mm. What a sample size, eh? 50, 60,000 people to watch over a number of years. We have a very clear idea of the patterns. Mm. And one of the most common questions we get is, how do you teach your kids right from wrong if you don't give them consequences? How does that work? Mostly it's like a lot of people are defensive about it, but also a lot of people really want to understand because here we are saying don't give them consequences and punishments and rewards mm-hmm. and uh, and because they're manipulative and they don't really teach values. But then how do you teach values? Mm-hmm. And when I, uh, and I'm just curious, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit about the, the, the way you model um, and live the values, but I'm just curious how you answer that question because I know you get it too. How do you, how do you answer that question when parents say, how do you teach if you're not doing punishments and consequences? That's a really deep question. And, you know, I am still learning and growing. You know, I wouldn't say go stay in the naughty corner and all of that. No, absolutely not. But um, there are times when I allow what we call natural consequences to, to happen. Like, for instance, we're on our way to school and Prince said, He's not, he's not going to wear his gloves because he doesn't think it's cold. Um, right. Well, the natural consequence, because I know the temperature outside, I know it's freezing. The natural consequence is that his hands are going to be cold. When we're out there um, and he's freezing, I could offer my, my gloves to him. You know, so it, uh, for me, it depends upon the situation. I'm not going to force him to wear his, his gloves. Right. But then he's going to get cold at some point. Right. But then I will teach him empathy by offering my gloves because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I think um, I am I am I am an adult and I should be able to to handle the weather a lot more right. than a child should be able to. So I will offer him my gloves to wear until we get we you know, we get to school on our walk. Yeah. So I think it really depends upon the situation. It would be punishment if you if when he realized the impact of his choice, you didn't give him the gloves, then it would be a punishment. Right. (laughs) But I think what you did was you honored, I mean, you could also have his gloves in your pocket, Mm -hmm. um, but I think what you did was you honored his decision and you honored his consent and you Mm -hmm. honored his autonomy. Mm -hmm. Um, You could have, I mean, you probably told him it's cold outside, so but he still made the choice, and I think that's he decided beautiful. to leave his gloves at home. And right. yes, I could have sneakily put it in my pocket and then offered right. it later. Right. But then right. he made the choice. Right, he made that but choice. He yeah. made that yeah. choice yeah. to leave it. No, yeah. I don't yeah. want it. I'm going to leave it at home. Okay. Yeah. Um. So then, yes, <laughs> it's a really yeah, tricky amazing yeah. ways that um you handled it. That's really beautiful that you chose the empathy lesson. It, it reminds me of this story that um. This was a long time ago. It was back in 2016, but I wrote a post about it that's available in the units in Gentle Parents Unite. Um, my son at the time, I think he was 12. Um, and, you know, no, he, he was quite a bit younger. Quite a bit younger. Maybe he was. Ah, I, I read this article before I knew you. 
<laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's a while ago. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it Maybe made me cry. Like nine. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is that my son has always struggled with shoes. And at mm -hmm. the time, I didn't know that it was a sensory issue and that he was autistic. Um, mm -hmm. This is something that I didn't discover until many years later. But mm -hmm. shoes were always a problem for him because they were really uncomfortable on his feet. And um, this day that this happened, um, we were going to the beach and, you know, when we get to the beach and he doesn't have shoes and we have to walk about a quarter of a mile, maybe a little bit further down to the um, beach and it's a really hot day and the pavement's incredibly hot. And, you know, it's so hot. Everybody's hot. And it's not just me and him. It's not like we can just go home and get his shoes. It's not like we can just go get his shoes or go get him some flip-flops or something like that. It's like, you know, it, we're putting everybody, like everybody's 120 degrees in the car ready to get down to the beach. And so we get out of the car and we start walking and his feet are just burning. He's, you know, mm. starting to cry. And so I flipped him my shoes. I was like, okay, here you go, buddy. Um, Take my flip-flops. And he starts walking and um, he looks over at me and I'm, you know, it's, it's really hot because <laughs> no, I can't do this. To you now. And, so, and I was like, no, no, it's okay. Really. And he's like, no, no, you take them. And so what we ended up doing was we would trade the flip-flops back and forth. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> and, you know, it was like, here, you use them until I can't take it anymore. And so we ended up doing that, doing this flip-flop trade all the way down to the beach. And, you know, there was a lot of lessons learned from that. And in retrospect, you know, there was a big thing that I was missing that, mm -hmm. you know, it's not included in the article and maybe I should go back and write this in is the big thing that I was missing was that there was a huge underlying need in this shoe thing. And now that I understand more about um, being autistic mm -hmm. and sensory issues and things like that, um, there's a lot of adjustments that we can make for mm -hmm. autistic folk that can help them be more comfortable in life, like being more mindful that there's specific kinds of shoes that are actually built and they're not expensive. Um, a lot of the sensory, the sensory friendly brands are available at local department stores. Um, if you go online or go into your local department store, you can, um, you can see brands that are specifically made for people who have sensory issues. And once you know about sensory issues, then you can learn which fabrics and which materials and all of these different things so that you can make adjustments for people. And this shoe thing was an ongoing thing with my child um, most of his life. And he still doesn't like shoes. It's just they're uncomfortable for him, even when we find the right ones. But there was this underlying need that I had completely missed for his entire life, you know. And, and that's actually really brings a tear to my eye. It's kind of sad. Yeah. In retrospect, I'd never quite put that one, you know, together on that level. And um, yeah. So remembering <laughs> that behavior and struggles and things like that, they do really come down to underlying needs. Mm. And when we tune into that, we can make adjustments that can be really helpful in not finding ourselves in situations where we're trading flip-flops down the beach because this child really has a problem with shoes because they genuinely are problematic for him. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, Sujai. Mm -hmm. mm. 
It's always about reflecting, asking yourself if your child is communicating a need rather than just looking at the behavior. Perhaps there's something underlining. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I know that article. Um, I read that before. I knew you, and uh, it just made me cry. And I thought, oh, somebody gets it. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're business partners. How about that? How about that, huh? (laughs) And this is six years later? Yeah, something like that. Wow. Yeah. Vivek and I actually had the pleasure of meeting once. We spent a week together over on the East Coast. That was very lovely. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we did a series of parenting workshops in the in the States. And yeah, uh, I'm I'm living in Toronto. Okay. And uh, but we we traveled around together. Uh, Sujai was actually on a on a entire con- uh, entire continent tour, uh, doing doing workshops and meeting up with people. And I joined uh, at one point, and we did we did two or three workshops together. And they were really great, really powerful. We had a lot of really great information to share. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And it was um, an adventure, a real adventure. I drove with my three children. Um, <laughs> well, I started in California with my two younger children and went through Oregon and Washington. And um, then I went and I picked up my um, my older boy from his dad's. And then we drove down through Washington again and then back out through, um, we went down through Utah and Colorado and then across kind of the middle of the country into DC. And then wow. from there we went Um, that was where we met Vivek was in DC and then from there we went north and when we drove back we went back across the top of the country past the Great Lakes and um, through South Dakota yeah we went through South Dakota Hmm. then back to Montana and um, it was quite the adventure you know Um, three kids in a car across Hmm. the country more than 6,000 miles we I can imagine Yeah, it was it was really amazing because we went with an attitude like we wanted to see the country and we weren't in a hurry. We weren't going anywhere fast. And um, I set my workshops with, you know, great times in between. I was like, we're going to take three months, four months and drive across. the country. Um, So so, you know, if there was something neat along the way, we went and we checked it out and we had fun. And if the kids were struggling in the car, we got out of the car, you know, um. Amazing. We found somewhere cool to stop and something neat to do. And um, there were very few times we were traveling with a deadline to show up somewhere. And we did a series of, I think, over 30 workshops across hmm. the states and hmm. met tons of wonderful, gentle parents along the way. And it was wow. really. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we had so many really deep and profound experiences together. You know, I got to know your kids really well. And I had, with all three of them, I had different different magical experiences with them. I'll, I'll never forget. I'm still telling the stories to this day of my time with your kids, you know. They were like really, really magical. And each one I had a different relationship with, which was, which was fantastic. And I have, I, have, I have a couple of regrets um f- about how i handled things with uh with the two older ones just just two little moments um that i remember that i i wish i had done differently uh with your older one i remember we were having this talk it was when we were had when we had our our solo bike ride together <laughs> and, uh, and which was fun we had so much so we had so many deep talks and he really shared a lot of his feelings uh and thoughts with me 
and I kept telling him to lead and uh, and be in charge of the investigation. And so he, um, and so he was like, he just felt so, uh, I don't know, empowered at that moment, you know, because he was leading everything. And I said, why don't we check over there too? What do you think? He said, yeah, good idea. And we and we'd go check over there. We were looking for some lost keys. And, uh, <laughs> and he says casually, so he says casually. Oh, so Vivek, that was so kind. Uh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well, it's not the focus of the story, so I don't want to go into that story. Just now. And, uh, and um, but I'm sure it's been told on at least two podcasts. But, <laughs> but, but at one, but at one point, ah, ugh, I get a, I get, I get like a, a little uh, heavy weight in my stomach every time I think of it. And admitting it, it's a little, admitting it out loud is a little hard for me. But at one point, I said something like, he was talking about uh, how he knows that his uh, younger sister looks up to him. And uh, and doesn't understand why she gets upset sometimes. And I said something like, "Well, maybe it's because of how you talk to her, or something like that." I don't remember exactly, but it was something like that. Maybe it's some, maybe it's because you push her away all, uh, all the time. <laughs> and uh, and I, I I really, as soon as it was out of my mouth, I was like, "Oh, Vivek, that's not what you do, man. That's not what you do. Why you?" And you can't. Well, once it's out, you can't take it back. So then I had to I had to do damage control, as you were damage saying. Damage control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, but I, always, I never forgot that moment, you know, I felt, and I could see it in his face. I could see like, cause I, cause I look for millimeters, right. I could see a millimeter. He, he trusted me less. Uh, he didn't, I'm sure he didn't see it, but I know he felt it, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I mean, I think we recovered pretty well cause we still had like a, a week together. So we, we, were, we fell in love with each other over and over again. But for me, I, I really value paying attention to that level of specificity you know and caring about it because then I, I did because otherwise i would have ignored the recovery process that was necessary mm-hmm. that actually brought us closer together i don't i don't feel bad overall because it worked out okay but i still you know it's i think it's it's what i call remorse which is feeling um which is feeling bad about the situation without feeling any shame about it because mm-hmm. I understand the context, but it doesn't mean I don't want to feel bad. I still feel bad. <laughs> so, and it's a good bad. It's a bad that's based on me being a loving person and wanting yeah. to be more loving all the time. You're very so, kind. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, our, uh, our, I think our mistakes are part of us and our parenting journey. You know, the, uh, the old mindset is in me too. Even after 30 years of practicing, the old mindset is in me too. And I'm always, I'm always uh, battling it. And so that's one of the things that we work. Sujai and I have a, 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 a paid membership coaching space. And one mm-hmm. of the things that we work with, with the hundred or so parents that are in that space, is we work with that very, very struggle of leaving the old paradigm behind and all the damage that was done to us and trying mm-hmm. to embrace a new way of, of doing things. It's, it's hard. It's really hard work. Thank you for sharing that, Vivek. Incredible. Do we still have Sujai? <laughs> I am still here, yes. Oh, we hi, Sujai. <laughs> <laughs> I just muted for a second because I was letting Vivek have his moment there. Thank you for sharing. My soapbox moment. Yep, yes. <laughs> I've had a few of those today, too. So. <laughs> awesome it's been it's been amazing what a beautiful conversation we've had and i feel so at ease in your your presence guys sujai and vivek thank you wonderful
<laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I'm really excited that you were here. And yeah. um, I feel like I've taken a lot away from this conversation for myself and the way that I'm parenting and um, mm. changes that I feel like I'm ready to go out and make. And I'm also really excited um, just to hear how well your kids' businesses are doing. And um, definitely for our listeners, I'd like to send them over to go check out those Etsy stores and um, see if they love that merchandise as much as I do. And, um, and how hard, so how hard is it to get, to get black dolls, by the way, if I can just say so, my wife is black from Trinidad and I'm from India. And so like, we've all, we always keep our eye out. Anytime we find one, it's like, let's buy five. Right. And we keep, keep them for the next generation. Even they're hard to find. <laughs> As a matter of fact, they're more common now than they were probably like last year or the year before. The, the right. Now, right. More, true. Um, especially here in the UK as well. Um, and, and some supermarkets are actually stocking them as well. Mm. Um, but we do extra things with our with our black dolls, and right. they're, they're really special um, to us, and we 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 like to share. That's, you know, that, that very special way we feel about what we do. That's um, so, so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so they are, they are very common. Unfortunately, it's just that we're trying to liaise for better postal costs from the UK to, you know, to America. Right. The charges are quite astronomical. So we're trying to find ways of making it um, a lot more cost-effective and, and cheaper for our customers but people have been so so supportive especially when they know it's the children's businesses they want to go above and beyond to support for it sure. we're thankful for all our customers as can well. you remind us of the etsy shop names yes so princess is plush play soap and verities is my beautiful identity wonderful <laughs> and can you tell us also about um, your social media? Where do we find you and your uh, your stuff and, and your book? Where can we get your book? My book, I'm working on getting it on Amazon, but um, it's taken a little while longer in terms sure. of finding the time. Right. But um, I host it on a place called PayHip and the link is readily available. It's an ebook. Um, it's not an actual physical copy at the moment. It will be in the future, but it's an ebook. And within the ebook, there are various links. There are even links to the, the children's businesses as well, which are clickable. So nice. it all makes sense that way. It's all incorporated mm -hmm. into the ebook. Um, on social media, you can, I'm not on Instagram. Well, I do have an account, but I'm not very active. It's hard being everywhere at once. For sure. So I'm mostly on Facebook. If you do find my full name, Britta Ofarikuregu, it's easy to get in touch with me. Wonderful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And you were saying that you're um, a coach. Do you offer one-on-one um, -on -one coaching services or anything like that? I am at the very beginning of my coaching business and I'm starting off with um, an online course based on my ebook. So I'm trying to um, kind of like condense everything into a step-by-step -step online course in terms of conscious parenting and then what I call purposeful parenting, which is just basically conscious parenting and um, wrapping a business model around your child's unique interest and make, you know, that's the purposeful aspect of it. So I am in, at the moment creating 
an online course and um, I am crafting my one-to-one offer as well um, but it is not ready yet it will be ready soon but there are a few things in the pipeline that will I know will make a huge impact when the time comes. Yeah, yeah I, I would love to take that course honestly. <laughs> I even love the phrase taking conscious parenting and wrapping a finance uh, what did you say wrapping a business mindset around it? Wrapping a business around model, wrapping a business model Mind. around your child's unique interests. Uh, I got the biggest, the biggest goofy smile on my face when you were saying that. I'm just, <laughs> I love it so much. It's so empowering to me. I, I, I'm just excited about what I, I'm excited to have been inspired by you and to learn, learn from you. I'm just excited about that. Thank you. I've um, learned yeah. so much as well. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad. I really appreciate that you've been on the show with us. I hope you'll come back. Uh, and talk with us again after a while because we uh, just had such a great time. Thank you. Certainly. I've absolutely loved my time here. And thank you so much again for having me, Vivek and Suja. I appreciate you both so much. And thank you for all the amazing work you do. You're appreciated. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Thank and folks, you. please uh, subscribe to our podcast. And we would love for you to share it around and also go um, leave us a review and a rating high rating and uh, i'm not asking for an honest rating i'm asking for a high rating <laughs> if, tell me your truth by by private message on the thing give us a <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and please also uh, check us out at gentleparentsunite.com membership to join our membership site where we give weekly um, really personal calls and uh, and live events that happen all the time and we love you we care about your family so much and we just wish you all the best so take care of yourselves and we'll see you next week